0: we going to introduce it proper
1: i mean we might
0: i think what we should i
1: don't proper. know
0: welcome to another episode of me my parents and liam neeson
1: <laughs> where we watch liam neeson movies and we discuss how much peril he is in and sometimes because, they are good movies
0: well and and this is we're, we're establishing a peril liam neeson peril scale yes. meter scale meter
2: Yes. It,
0: index? Index. It could be an index.
2: Index. Is and good. we, sh-
0: you should introduce yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Dan. I'm Patrick. I'm Carrie. And this week we watched Mark Felt, which had a subtitle, The Man Who Brought Down the White House.
0: The that's correct. Who- that's what it said. Hold
2: on. I think that's right. Let me look at the box. The man, that's correct. The Man, the man Who man-
1: Brought Down the White House. All right. Box right, checked. Uh, this film came out in 2017, which we haven't talked about yet. So, a new round of Academy Awards for once. <laughs> wow. Well, and
0: did this come out at the Toronto...
1: It debuted at the Toronto International Film Festival.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, 2017, uh, Shape of Water. Which I, I never saw. That. Guillermo del Toro, uh, Best Picture and Best Director. Okay. I got the most awards that year. Uh, Gary Oldman, Best Actor. Okay. Good for him. That's for... Darkest Hour as Winston oh, Churchill. Oh yes, as Winston Churchill. Oh, yeah, okay. he did a very
2: good job with that role.
1: I uh, Alison Janey got Best Supporting Actress. Yes, in Ita for that
2: very bizarre movie.
1: Yeah,
0: I didn't watch that.
2: You didn't? Nope. Oh. You watched that with me.
1: Best Original Screenplay was actually a fairly big deal. I uh, by Jordan Peele. Oh, very strange. Mom mm-hmm. may recognize oh, like Key and from Kean Peele and the yeah. Liam's Neesons. However. He has recently found a very acting. I don't know what's the correct word. I, I don't want know what say accurate. Talk- I don't want to say accurate, but realistic. He, I, he's been writing horror movies, like thriller horror movies, and he's really? really good at it. Really?
0: Well, he's found a genre that works for him. Yeah, he should just run with that.
1: He there wasn't like a strange transition period, like you see with like Jim Carrey switching to. Weird movies. He's just like, you know what? No, I've got this idea. And then he did it. And then he did it really well. It's very strange. Well,
0: I think that he his com- comedy things were mm-hmm. well written. So if he chooses to write something, it's probably going to yeah. be done well.
1: Uh, best That's animated true. short film, Dear Basketball, mm-hmm. by the late Kobe Bryant. Oh. Uh, I wasn't late at the time, of course. Correct. Uh, Coco got best animated film, which... Makes sense there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dunkirk was also this year. It got best sound. There was some sound. There was some sound in that one. Uh, Baby Driver got uh, runner up on that one. That that movie I still need to see because I've heard very good things.
2: It's a very strange movie.
1: Blade Runner twenty forty nine was also this year.
0: That sounds like a bad movie. It was
1: the remake of. It was the sequel to Blade Runner.
0: Blade Runner forty nine. Well, yeah. Mom says weird.
1: But Harrison Ford. Okay. Doing Blade Runner stuff uh yeah no this is this is not a bad year of film as it were i uh, i don't know
0: that any years a particularly bad well, there have been
1: year some uninteresting years of film well this or sometimes they're just
0: so artsy that yeah the reg those of us that are regular people don't get it
1: with a u.s viewership of 26 and a half million it was the least watched oscars up until then wow uh they moved it later to not interfere with the winter games
0: well, that makes so sense. So, that might have done something for mm-hmm. it. Anyways.
1: <laughs> anyways. <laughs> uh, we should do a little bit of talking about this movie, and then we will transition immediately into talking about other things. All right. Uh, so.
0: Well, the Zero to Neeson.
1: Well, we've got a lot of people and a lot of history to talk about, too.
0: Well, let's talk about Lee Abista a little bit first. A little
1: bit? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was pretty Zero much the right away. Zero to Neeson, Zero.
0: Okay, now what do you want okay, to talk cool. about? Okay,
1: cool. Yeah. Uh, so. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is. The fourth film about Watergate. Can you name the other three? One of them you don't get points for.
0: Well, all the president's Mm -hmm. men. Thank you. You don't get
2: points for that that. one.
1: What are the other two?
0: Um, Watergate? No. Nixon? No. I'm not a crook? No. (laughs) You dad is thinking.
1: One came out in 1989 and was a TV movie.
0: I don't even know. One is
1: a comedy in 1999.
0: I don't even know. Really? Dumb and Dumber. In
1: 1989, the TV movie "The Final Days," okay, based off of the book by the two journalists,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in 1999, starring Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams, okay, as two warm-hearted but unworldly 15-year-old girls, okay, who through various arbitrary circumstances become deep throat. <laughs> I don't it's think so. It's called.
2: Dick,
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you something. <laughs> really, that's just that's wrong. Funny,
2: <laughs> that's just wrong. But yes,
1: I uh, this it's makes it makes this the fourth Dick. film about Watergate, and the first one to be more about deep throat.
0: Well, this was certainly about F- Mark felt. You know, yeah, definitely
2: Obviously. about Mark felt. Well, we, this this is the the only well, this is the second one that had very realistic components well, to it.
1: Well, The Final Days probably did as well.
2: Oh, that's probably true. But
1: that one did not have Robert Redford in it, so no. One mentioned <laughs> it. Well,
0: and it was also not um, I mean this was obviously based on his memoirs and yeah. really about him as yeah. a person.
1: as opposed to the other ones which were about the journalist because about... the journalist was was about all we knew about at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. I, right, right. For I I had to pull up the Mark Felt page. On the actual guy, because Mm -hmm. uh, some of the things that they say in the film are quotes that are basically on Wikipedia. Right. Like when he's, uh, Mr. Gray, the Bureau doesn't have any secret files. Oh, yeah. Which he does kind of say. (laughs) Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, But he, at the end of the film, it had a little where are they now Mm -hmm. about him. Uh, This movie was made 2017. He died in 2008 at the age of 95. Yeah. And in 2005, when he was 91, is when he revealed that he was Deep Throat.
0: That's when the Vanity Fair article came out? That's when the out.
1: Vanity Fair article came out. So he kept that secret for 30 years. Mm. And I wanted to double check, and I didn't poke the link, because I wasn't sure if I wanted to. I uh, Some things here. Uh, Woodward met, felt... At the White House in 1970, mm-hmm. and they were kind of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever he had correspondence with Deep Throat, mm-hmm. he would always—he didn't come up with the name. Woodward didn't. Mm-hmm. It was someone. Somebody else at else the paper. Yep. Mm-hmm. He would always—I uh, signed the court. He would always put down the source as my friend. And later, oh. once in 2005, he realized those are the same initials as Mark Felt. That was probably a bad idea.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. Wow. I uh, do you know why he was called Deep Throat?
2: I couldn't figure that out.
1: Well, Simon, Simon thought of the term because Felt had been providing information on a deep background basis. However, it was named after... Pink Floyd? No. what did, Put your mind right in that gutter. Mom says no. Mom says a 1972 American porno. Yeah. <laughs> named Deep Throat. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. How Mom far said.
1: does a girl have to go to untangle her tingle? <laughs> Thanks, movie poster. <laughs>
2: You.
0: Well, and I would say in 1972, the porno films are probably not as explicit as porno films yeah. are now.
1: Uh, in any case, uh, we just because, that can... because we
0: that one know sounds what
2: pretty yeah. explicit. Well, but
0: guess what? <laughs> All right, Playboy magazines in the 70s—they
2: covered up a lot.
0: They covered up an awful lot. There was it was it was more on the line of tasteful art nudes. It was more like not like raunchy.
2: It's more no. like uh, Maxim is now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Exactly.
1: So, moving on from the history to from the who's in this film. Okay. Because we can talk about of Diane Liam Lane. Liam Neeson's. Diane Lane. Well, we always talk about Liam Neeson. We know what he's in. Huh. Diane Lane has been in some things.
0: Oh, Quite a few things.
1: Which things do you know about?
0: Um, this movie.
2: Besides this movie.
0: Oh, don't keep asking me questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... I think I've had to come up with too many answers in the last four (laughs) weeks. She
2: was in a lot of television stuff.
1: She was. And Uh, IMDb says things like Under the Tuscan Sun. Okay. Which, I don't know. Inside Out.
0: That sounds like... The Pixar movie. Okay.
1: She was the mom. Huh. And all of the recent Superman movies
0: as Superman's
1: mom.
2: She was Superman's mom.
0: Well, she's strong. But
1: she's been in... A lot of stuff.
0: She's a working actress. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, next, uh, acting director, Gray,
0: mm-hmm.
1: would be Martin Sokaz, mm-hmm. who we've talked about before.
0: We have? We have. I can't remember he this stuff. He
1: was Guy in Kingdom of Heaven. Gee, oh, He so was funny. the big jerk in that movie, who was really bad at his job. Oh, my oh yeah, that's
2: right. That's right.
1: <laughs>
0: I honestly cannot remember all these people.
1: That's alright. That's why I'm here.
0: I know. Uh, I'm just along for the ride someday. <laughs>
1: uh, and, <laughs> your and the, dad laughs at the, me. In the first scene of the movie, uh, we're introduced to uh, one of the president's men. I don't darn remember. Dean? Is that president's personal dean? counsel? John was dean, one yes. of them. And... and I looked up him because I thought I recognized him, and I did.
0: mean the actor?
1: The actor. He was in the TV show Dexter. Which ran for a very, very long time. Oh, really? He was Dexter.
0: Well, there we go.
2: Oh, sure. See, there I we did, go. See, I don't know Dexter though. I don't know this show. I watched but the first now couple of
0: seasons. Now of it. I'm
2: connecting the dots.
1: It's on Netflix. It's an interesting show. Mom wouldn't like it because it's about murder.
0: I don't like murder. It's about a
1: murderer so. who works as a murder. Works for the police, and I, he solves crimes, and then he lets off steam by murdering people.
0: That's a bad idea.
1: Yeah, it's uh, great. Uh, <laughs> not great. It's
2: not a great idea. Okay. That's what we're saying. I guess that makes sense.
0: Which well, what else do guy? we know?
1: There's, I mean, there's some guys that have been in some things. This guy's been in the Beautiful Mind* and *Four*. And yeah, Ferrari. but then we're getting way down the list. We're though. getting way down. The we got to get
0: back to the movie.
1: The last thing to have on the list was the producers, because this right. this one, for being a movie that was international film festival and grossed. 2 million dollars at the box office. The list of producers on this thing is a little ridiculous. I uh, there's a lot of people here that have their own pictures on IMDb and you don't get to have your picture on IMDb as a as a producer unless you're good at producing. I uh, the two notable names on here would be Ridley Scott and Tom Hanks. Mhm. Tom Hanks was brought on when they first got the rights to the book back in like 2006. Wow. Okay. And it took this long to get the film actually done, but yeah. Wow, I th-
2: and I didn't see Tom Hanks' name at the beginning. I didn't either. I looked for it. Yeah, I wonder if maybe he, he was just like an
1: early producer, and he didn't. End or up I wonder if alarm. he just
2: got credited at the end, maybe. instead of at the beginning. I don't know.
0: That's above my pay grade. Yep. Yeah. So
1: this one part of it is like it's a biopic, as it were. So it's mm-hmm. mostly factual.
0: Right. And it is good to know some background about Watergate. If you're not as old as I am, meaning I was at summer band camp watching President Nixon resign on a small TV that was plugged into a car battery in the parking lot. So
1: I did some thinking about our film watching and mm-hmm. I came to the conclusion that this is the first film we've watched for the podcast that is about fact, you know, factual things that happened during one of our lifetimes in our country that we would have paid attention to.
0: Yeah. This is it.
1: This is the This first. was so a big
0: probably deal. probably
2: true. Yeah. yeah. I was in
0: middle school yeah. when the Watergate thing happened. And then there were all these, there were lots and lots of tapes. And then these tapes had portions of the tapes. They called them expletives deleted and they would release the transcripts of these tapes. But then there were all kinds of things that were, Um, Cut out of the tapes in the transcripts. And when I was in middle school, I was telling Dan earlier, I was on the journalism staff for our Jujur High newspaper. And I wrote a humor column. And one month, the editor thought he was going to be really funny. And he chopped up my humor column and inserted expletive deleted. In several places and excerpted some of my words. And I was really mad at him for putting his little political message into my humor article.
1: Much like Nixon was probably mad at all of these guys.
0: Do you see what I'm saying? And when you're a ninth grader, this is... No. And when that's you're a ninth grader or the president
1: of the United States, those things happen. It does. It does. And they make you angry. And,
0: yeah. Yeah, and you get angry about that. But that's that's. Yeah. so for me, it was this is really current events yeah. when I was just starting to actually pay attention to current events. And uh, this was a big deal. The
1: yeah. first big opening scene, because there's a little bit of like establishing, you know, what Mark Feld looks like at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But the first actual scene, they're talking about. If Hoover were to retire. And those of you who know your history know that Hoover actually died. Right. And in fact will die later in this film uh, before he appears on screen. So we don't need to pay someone to be Hoover. (laughs) Aye. And they're asking Mark Felt who is... I don't think he was assistant director at the time. I think he He was... was. He was. was He was assistant director director under Hoover. Okay.
0: He was the second in command.
1: Yeah. And talking about how much Hoover knew how much felt new Mm -hmm. and i thought that that the way that they had his character present basically we know a lot so don't mess with me was a little aggressive and it turns out that maybe that was on the money and i was just expecting him to be a nice guy
0: yeah slow as roll
1: yeah no hmm.
0: but it also i think it wrapped the package really neatly the beginning and ending of the film.
1: Correct. Hmm.
0: So I think that, that that, for me, also made it, uh, provided some extra closure mm-hmm. on the film.
1: I, uh, middle of this, I was uh, talking with internet friends that do nerdy d stuff with me. And what, you
0: weren't paying attention to the, the, part, the film? I was
1: absolutely paying attention to the film. You were But not. this was definitely not one where I needed to pay attention the entire time. We've talked about this on the podcast. <laughs>
0: That was maybe last week.
1: That was maybe last week, where we actually had to pay
2: attention the <laughs> entire time. You had to time. pay attention the you whole time. You mean the time when I doze, I, I don't miss anything?
1: I, mean, I know, so
0: weird, right? You were gone. <laughs> you were gone for that one. You were yeah, gone last true, week. Was. Yeah,
1: that's Anyways, uh, and I was saying that I was having trouble figuring out what alignment he was, which means I get to finally talk about Dungeons & Dragons alignment on this podcast, because it actually kind of makes sense.
0: All right, go.
2: Okay.
1: All okay. right.
0: We're gonna let Bri- you do it
1: Brief tutorial I'll keep this brief Thank you There are two axes There is good and evil Correct And there is law and chaos
0: Law? Law L-L-A-W. and okay.
1: LAW. Good and evil Make sense Are your goals For good Or for evil And The law and chaos is Do you follow the law Or do you do it's whatever
0: Rules or Yeah Now you
1: can be chaotic Good in that mm-hmm. You do things for the good of mankind And you don't care how Which is kind of the Robin Hood style Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You can be lawful evil, which is we follow the law no matter what. And as long as we're following the law, it doesn't matter who gets hurt. The law Oh, is in so it's
2: uh, it's anything goes, yeah. sort of.
1: And I was okay. sitting here trying to figure out where Mark Felt landed on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was interesting because I was definitely getting hints of we follow the law no matter what. And it mm-hmm. doesn't matter who gets hurt. Oh, yeah. And I was getting them there. And then I thought, wait, wait I'm just going to... Ruin everything and call him chaotic lawful, mm-hmm. which is I, uh, I follow the law no matter what I have to do to do so, which is basically what he did. Is mm-hmm. the law is important right. and not that I don't care who gets hurt. The law must be upheld. It's I don't care what I have what laws I have to break. The law must be upheld, which is very odd. That's we, we not how that's, supposed to, that. that's not how that's supposed to work.
0: But I think that's so what the helped.
2: laws he had to break. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I get and I that. I think that's
0: what he helped this film. He
1: definitely yeah. did. He, yeah. he was not innocent in this film. This was not a film about a man who I uh, he was followed, championing who, the right yeah, and it was followed perfect. all of the rules mm-hmm. and managed to you know beat the team of you know rich kids who have their own tailored uniforms and they're the Sandlot kids. This was not that film. It he, wasn't. But
2: I think I think he portrayed well his passion for the FBI. Yes, I think that was that. That's what you're getting at is yeah. that that was his priority in exactly. virtually every respect. Yes, yeah.
1: and I did not mind him saying that basically out loud. Where yeah. sometimes I do get upset when people say their motivations in the movie instead of showing us. Yeah, because he. All of his action was basically talking. But there he, was um, no,
0: there was no punching in this. There was smoke. no
1: punching. There was not a lot of you know furtive handing of things. He was handing things over by talking. Talking was how things got shown, and so I didn't mind when he talked about how the FBI was important because he was showing.
2: But mm-hmm. he was doing it. He was doing it not. Hmm, how how can I say? Um, it was. Important and meaningful to the dialogue. It wasn't just telling us the audience. Exactly.
1: It made it sense. He was
2: interacting and creating a, a character relationship with the other characters in yeah. his community About how like
1: important the FBI was. Yeah. And really, I mean, aside from the couple guys who might as well have had curly mustaches and, you know, monocles... Everyone else in the film was basically on his side. Whiplash? Everyone else was basically on his side. There were the guys that we knew were like, oh, well, we don't trust these guys from like the first time we see them. But everyone else in the film was on his side. Which is really weird because of how much pressure got put on him and how many obstacles got put in his way by characters that weren't in the movie. Sure. Which under normal circumstances is awful script writing.
0: And you'd call shenanigans. I out would.
1: I would say that's quite bad for the heroes to basically constantly be foiled by Sir not appearing in this film or Mr. President not appearing in this film.
2: Mm-hmm. He appeared, but. It, you was, know, it, was, it was archival was, footage. It was archival footage. It wasn't like. <laughs> it wasn't like an actor doing the yeah, job.
1: Nixon right. biopics where Nixon is in the movie. Right. Right. So, yeah. And we
0: had Walter Cronkite in the film. Mm-hmm. And who was that other one, other newscaster guy?
2: I don't know. I couldn't. I I couldn't couldn't come up with his his name.
1: Was
0: it Sam Donaldson?
2: Sam Donaldson, probably, yeah. Yep,
0: that's who it was. He had had a comb over. Totally. I just made me feel young watching them on TV.
1: Donaldson.
0: (laughs) Or is it Donaldson?
1: Donaldson, American reporter. uh, Served with ABC News from 1967 to 2013. I'm telling Mm -hmm. you. Holy crap. I know.
2: He was at it for a while.
1: He was best yeah. known as the network's White House correspondent, and as a See? panelist and later co-anchor of the network's Sunday program. This week,
0: told you. Wow. Pulled that one right out of the. Back I didn't of my realize head. He's, he's still alive. Been See? Didn't
2: realize he'd been around that long. They keep
0: asking him questions because uh, they he's keep been around.
2: Asking him questions. I uh, talk around. about experience, right. man. Right. Yeah. I mm-hmm. uh, well, and
0: Walter Cronkite was older than him. Yeah. Sam Donaldson was a young guy during that. He was a young Water guy rate.
2: at the time
1: uh the other thing that I had to look up in the film for historical purposes because they talked about Nixon being uh, man of the year well being person of the year in the film they say in the script though at the time it was man of the year <laughs> and I decided that we should really look up when did time magazine did they when, magazine when did change, they change it interestingly enough it was changed in
0: 1999 wow okay. four
1: women had been woman of the year and they just they just switched it to woman of the year okay Wallace Simpson in 1936, Queen Elizabeth in 52, Corazon Aquino, uh, first female president of the Philippines, okay, and one as half of the man and wife of the year, Sung Mei-ling in 1937. Huh. American women were recognized as a group in 1975. No, so then they can no, so, I... so then they can stop complaining about. Yes, <laughs> you yeah. uh, was person of the year in 2006. You you. Uh, the That's terrible. Co- okay. The computer was the person of the year uh, for a while. That's uh, the crew of Apollo 8. Uh, Nixon and Kissinger in 72.
0: That's just so bad. Reagan
1: and Andropov in 83. Uh, Clinton and Ken Starr in 1998. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, the American soldier twice. Hungarian freedom fighter. U.S. scientists. Middle Americans.
0: Okay, we have gone so far off on a tangent. The
1: computer was machine of the year in 1982. Earth was planet of the year in 1988.
0: Okay, do you do you understand what it's like living in my household? We just go off on a tangent, never to be seen again.
2: Sorry about that. That's okay. It's a good We're going to reel
0: it back in.
2: You, <laughs> you want to talk <laughs> about <laughs> peril? No, I got to do one more.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I tried to reel you back in. I got to do
1: one more. I got to make you guess one more thing. Okay. Who was person of the century?
2: Ooh, Gandhi. That, that was Gandhi.
1: Gandhi was a runner-up. <laughs> no, oh, I was so I close. We had it. There's another runner-up, and there's a winner. The other runner-up, FDR. Okay. Albert Einstein.
0: Well, because he's pretty person smart. Of the, person of
1: the, century. of the century. He's
0: pretty smart.
2: Yep. Well, at least people think so. So all them theories.
1: We could say more it's about. Least... We could say more about the plot. This <laughs> I think this is a movie we're seeing. This is
0: a Oh, I think so. Yeah. You know this if you yeah. you got to study a little bit of American history, people. You have to know mm-hmm. about the political machine. Yeah. Doesn't matter which side of the yeah. political aisle you sit on. And it's on. pretty recent, not really. No, so
1: you can probably find this one at the library still. It's not on Netflix. I think it's on Amazon.
0: I but picked this up at our local library. We
1: definitely got this one at the library, mm-hmm. and your library should have it as well. Yeah. Because yeah. it, again, it's a pretty recent movie.
0: Yeah. I. Costuming.
1: Costuming. Well, I did have to ask about the Jackie outfit because I was. It was just a hat. No,
0: it was the. It was. It was not the dress. It was only the hat.
1: She also. Well, she also wore that kind of dress. I think.
0: Nope, not with the color blocking.
1: Uh, see, I've always seen it in like black and white because I went to the JFK Museum. No,
0: because (laughs) um, Jackie's dresses were probably more monochromatic, and this dress was very definitely a high contrast. Two color dress, mm-hmm. the one that um, Mrs. Felt wears late later in the film, but mm-hmm. she's wearing a pillbox hat. Now I will I'm going back in my memory about my I'm my mom tried to dress you know fashionably. She still but,
2: does, <laughs> but in the
0: in the seventies, I don't believe that my mom was wearing pillbox hats anymore. Um, so there was still people wearing hats to church mm-hmm. you, you know even yeah. protestant churches catholic church for sure Yeah, but even at protestant churches people were still wearing hats but probably only into the late 60s i don't know i mean when was vatican 2 62 yeah see so then after that the hats really faded out how did to i come up degree. with that number <laughs> cuz you just that just is in your catholic schoolboy brain um, okay <laughs> but i vatican think vatican that- 2 Mm -hmm.
1: uh 11th of october 1962 see what we're talking about closed 8th december
0: 1965 Mm. but we see that um so that that one color block dress that was very definitely high contrast i made a dress like that for my mother sewed that in about 1973
1: yep and as far as costumes are concerned Mm -hmm. diane lane is really the only one where we have to discuss costumes because everyone else is wearing suits
0: no did you check out the width of their ties those ties were four inches wide. And they also would have a major... Uh, di- like one big diagonal stripe through the middle of it. That's very quintessential of that time period. Mm-hmm. My dad had ties like that.
2: Gotcha. Yeah.
0: And then the bigger plaid suits, that mm-hmm. was a thing. And you, polyester suits. You talked at one point thing. about how yeah.
1: Liam Neeson had pointier collars.
0: His collar... The points of his shirt collars, was longer... Than other people's shirt collars. I wonder if it's
1: because his neck is long. I think he's taller.
0: But I also he's the think, tallest
1: man in the FBI. <laughs> but I
0: think that they were also attempting to make him look tall and thin, and that gave an even you know elongated the look of his mm-hmm. neck.
1: It definitely worked. He looked tall and thin. He looked mm-hmm. taller.
0: They did a couple camera angles that made him appear taller. Mm-hmm. But I think that it also gave us that that subconscious idea that he was a lofty person. Yeah. you know that his ideals were high and mighty,
1: and that's something that Hitchcock trained into all of us about so, camera angles
0: that's telling the right. story. Okay. So
2: in the end, he got
0: don't give away the story. You know, it's,
2: I mean, it's in the book. The, the, I know, but must, <laughs> who's going to read the, the book? The thing happened to him at the end, and yeah. it makes you think. It just reinforced his whole his whole explanation that he's a hundred percent FBI. Yeah, that it's all about. The FBI doing the right thing. Yeah, you follow yeah. the
1: law no matter how many laws you have to break. Right. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, I uh, peril discussion is going to be really short because there was zero, nothing happened. Pretty much. I came into this expecting there to be some kind of attempt to silence him, Didn't because happen. that's what you do in movies like this. Well, you mean
0: it's that's t- what you do in the presidential political arena? Well,
1: I mean, not even mm. not even then, but like,
0: oh yeah, that I. Happened.
1: I'm trying to think of other examples of this, and the only one I'm coming up with is Imitation Game, and I'm not even sure it happens in that one.
0: That's not real.
1: Uh, imitation Game was real. That was Turing. No. <laughs> Wasn't that Turing? Am I going crazy? I'm fairly certain that was Benedict Cumberbatch playing Alan Turing.
0: Oh, well, then uh, then I stand corrected. That was real. I was thinking imitation of a game. different fi- different film.
1: Darn it, I was right. Uh, anyways, it's the kind of remember. thing you expect in someone is going against powerful figures movie mm-hmm. right is you expect them to send ninjas after him
2: or something
1: or comparable some of American, the American American ninjas or what have you and it didn't happen it didn't happen because definitely didn't happen. no one knew it was him which is pretty amazing it is for being the FBI well they you think
2: they know things but but the the one of the interesting thing is the journalists that he was interacting with yeah they kept the secret. They did. They, Which means they really respected their whole source. Um,
0: but that's part of situation. what's in our country that they do not have to reveal their sources. Yeah, no.
1: And it's what it's kind at that point. It's kind of you're not going to make history by saying who did it mm-hmm. because then they're the one who's going to make the history. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You, if you want to keep being the one at the center of the story, you have to be the only one at the center of the story, right. which is a little on the selfish side, but it also turns out to be very good mm-hmm. because, I mean, he's, he has to put on the line that ninjas aren't going to come after him. Right, right, right. But at the same time, then he gets to keep having his source. Sure. You burn your source and you run the, out of information. There's the end of your story. Yeah. And uh, Wikipedia said that uh, Mark Felt kept giving him information here and there. Until mm-hmm. he got convicted. Right, right. Uh, spoilers, he got convicted and then uh, pardoned by Reagan. I think it was his
2: first pardon.
0: I don't know.
1: It was definitely... Felt it, got felt, felt got pardoned by Reagan. In really? It said so at the end of the movie.
2: Oh, I missed that part.
0: Yeah, because you were
1: playing <laughs> your bubble. You were your playing bu- your bubble game. You
2: were What? Uh, whatever. You know, it's missing the words. Yes, right. I missed some words. But we're definitely calling this one a zero. I think we're calling it a zero. It's
0: totally a zero.
2: All right. Uh, we're I... not even going
0: to argue about that.
2: Tune in next we week argue when we
1: figure out more movies. We're starting to run out of movies we, a little bit.
0: This, we're coming close to the end of the podcast, people. We're getting people.
1: there.
0: I think, well...
1: There's a couple that I may have skipped over initially mm-hmm. that we might have to go back and watch. So I might be expanding our list a little
0: bit. Oh, not ones that we've already not watched. Not ones that
1: we've already watched, but I might be expanding the list a little bit. To like ones we missed some? Well, to ones that I... Initially, Oh, uh, you
0: thought he wasn't in enough of I, the film? I
1: thought he wasn't in it enough based on description, and having gone back, I might need to add it to the list.
0: Oh, well, you better do it quickly before yeah. we get to the end. And mm-hmm.
1: then we'll get to the end, and we'll have to decide if we're going to watch the Lego movie last or Tukin last, because despite Ooh. him not being in that one, it's about him, I so know. we have to watch it.
0: I don't know, I still think I want to leave Lego Movie for last. All
1: right, well then, second to last is going to be the movie without him in it. Why
0: <laughs>
2: Why do we have to watch Token? Because
0: it's, it's funny. It's, it's the, Key oh, and peel. Because
1: it's, it's funny? It's the scary movie-style parody of Liam Neeson movies. Okay. In that, I expect it to that. be awful trash, but maybe a little silly, and maybe we'll get more jokes now that we've seen all of his movies. And it, and it might be...
2: Entertaining, yeah. maybe which is maybe the reason. Entertaining why. might be a lofty ambition for
0: that <laughs> movie. We've seen some movies that were not entertaining at all, yeah. so I think we're gonna go <laughs> it be the all
2: first. Right. Bye. okay. Alright, bye.